is the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast. What would it take for you to double your profits and half your stress with your intuition? Learn how with your host, Michael Light. Welcome back to the case studies. I'm here with Ying Hang Cheng, and she's in Hong Kong, and she is an innovation coach for freedom-based businesses. And she is the author of the future best-selling book, Finding Your Yola Lifestyle with Your Yola Business. And those of you who don't know what Yola is, it's you only live once. So it's about seizing the moment. And what we're going to be working on, she's still writing her book. That's why it's a future bestseller. And she's got some interesting resistance, self-doubt, overwhelmed with all the work, that the book will never be perfect, that no one will like it, no one will read it, only her friends will buy it, and then it won't take off. And that there's so much work to do for a book launch. How could she ever keep up with the work? But when people offer to help her, instead of her being happy, she's afraid she'll fail them and not finish the book, so she doesn't accept their help. And she also figures she's aiming small instead of big, which she's afraid will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And she does have a fear of being big and shining a light because what if she reveals her true self and all her inner life in this wonderful book and project? And then people won't like the real her, will make fun of her and will judge her as being weird. So I'm sure some of us have had that experience when we either write a book or create an e-course or do some other project we put out into the public. So a great opportunity for us to clear all those things. So welcome, Ying Han. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> so happy to be here. So, happy yes. Yes, I'm happy you're here. Thanks for being brave for doing this in a video format so you can help yourself and help others. Um, so let's start by connecting to the light. I'm sure you know how to do that, but just in case anyone doesn't know, close your eyes, put both feet on the ground, and then take your consciousness up a few thousand miles to where you feel your truth, light, and love, your higher self. And bring that down through the top of your head, through your head, through your throat, through your shoulders, your chest, your stomach, your abdomen, your hips, your legs, and your feet. And take that light down, down, down to the center of the earth. And then feel the unconditional love, acceptance, and understanding of Mother Earth and bring that light back up through the earth, through your feet, through your legs, hips, abdomen, stomach, chest, shoulders, throat, head, and top of your head. So now you have light coming from above and below at the same time. And then expand your heart out as big as the room you're in, as big as the building, as big as the city, as big as the country, as big as the planet, as big as the solar system, as big as the galaxy, and as big as the universe. And then notice how you feel. And if you choose to, as well as to connecting to Mother Earth from below, you can connect to your home planet from below as well. You don't have to know where, where that is or what that means. Just notice how you feel when you do that. 
about 80% of people on this planet feel better when they do that. All righty. So let's have a look at these fears and resistances and blocks you have and let's let them go. So you mentioned you'd written a whole bunch of pages for your book, mm-hmm. but uh, you're having difficulty completing it. Yeah. Um, and this is the this is the final call where I'm just uh, going through all of it, pulling it all together, rearranging things. Mm. Yeah, and getting stuck in the details. Yeah, it feels like there's so much to do in the book, and you, there's so many different decisions to make, and mm-hmm. uh, and you want to beef it up, and then you're just like, oh, but I already said that already somewhere else. Should I just like uh-huh. consolidate them? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would it take for you to complete complete your book with ease and grace? (laughs) What would it take Um, to complete your book with ease and grace this month? um, The thing that came up for me is is kind of what I actually just did, which is to print out everything that I have and then start being more um, more crafty with more hands-on with it, literally like cutting out um, chapters and and or lines and things and just like paste them so I can actually view them all in um, in mm-hmm. a room or something like that. Um, okay, great. Mm-hmm. So... For those watching who haven't used what would it take, that's a question you ask yourself when you have a a problem or a goal and it opens up your intuition to give you inspired answers and have inspired for you to take inspired action. And sometimes they're really practical answers like the one you just got. (laughs) Sometimes they may not make total sense. You might have got the answer, go to some cafe for lunch and you're like, what's that got to do with the book? But then you meet a friend who can help you edit the book. Or know someone who can help. That's a good one. So yeah, this one is get, funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if your intuition gives you strange things, you know, it's good to take action on them. Um, and sometimes it takes asking the question several times or in slightly different ways. You notice how we asked it with how can we? What will it take to complete the book with ease and grace? But also, I said, what will it take to complete the book with ease and grace this month? Mm-hmm. And you may get different answers to those two versions, right? Yeah, because true. The first one might have an answer completing it in 12 years' time with ease and grace, right? Whereas you actually want to get it completed now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first one was when the first one, the answer was just do it. And then the second one yeah. was a bit more specific to on what to do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. So let's, so you, you're going to remember to try that out later. Um, and you can ask the question again. You may get other inspirations. And I use the words ease and grace. I didn't just ask what will it take to complete the book because that might be just get, you know, someone to stand over you and berate you until it was done, which wouldn't be very easy and graceful. (laughs) You're sort of doing that to yourself already. Pretty much. I'm pomodoroing it pretty much. That's how. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, that's a technique, but why not? create this with ease and grace so you're not stressed over it mm-hmm. you can feel good. 
So that's another thing, you know, you can modify with what would it take. Just decide what what the characteristic is of how you want to create this. Do you want ease, grace, joy, profit, you know, whatever the characteristics are that you add into it. And you'll, you'll get different ideas from your intuition depending on the questions mm-hmm. you ask. Because our intuitions are smart, but the quality of the answers depends on the quality of the questions you ask. So... I also so feel that intuition sometimes is a little gentler, um, mm-hmm. a lot gentler so, and with a lot more yes. compassion, which is why um, yes. I'm so attracted to this work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because your intuition loves you and it doesn't really want you to be beating yourself up doing Pomodoro methods every 25 minutes. <laughs> you know, yeah. Feeling anxious and guilty and fearful. You know, I mean, you know, that's an interesting experience. Um, maybe you incarnated in order partly to have this experience of wanting to write a book, but then having the resistance and then overcoming it mm-hmm. and going through some angst through it and then learning that you didn't need to do that and increasing the connection to your higher self, you know, your intuition. It's, you know, it's entirely possible you design this whole book project with that in mind from a spiritual level not not from a conscious level i'm sure you didn't say yeah i'm gonna write a book and it'll be hell and then it will be like heaven when i get it done <laughs> it will be the biggest personal growth experiment <laughs> yeah which well, is like often business our, <laughs> yeah often our businesses are a way mm-hmm. we grow personally a lot i think most entrepreneurs grow a lot and every entrepreneur is given the opportunity to grow a lot you know when we hire an employee who turns out not to be good or when we get a customer who we thought would be great but then they have Mm -hmm. problems Um, or when we do a project and then we run into our own self-resistance and we have no one else to blame but ourselves plenty of opportunities for growth and we have to it's our choice whether we take each opportunity or not Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah I mean, some people just repeat the same issue over and over again, and they keep getting handed this opportunity for growth, right? They, they hire a bad employee, they suffer with them, they finally get them to leave somehow, and then they do it all over again. <laughs> so we're not about that. We're about being conscious and healing things. So you mentioned um, self-doubt, that you're doubting mm-hmm. your ability. Is that right? Tell me more about your self-doubt. Um, it comes up in it comes up in all sorts of situations. Um, but um, the thing with this particular self-doubt is that the creativity side is totally um, great. Like I know, I, like um, the book is flowing out of me as I'm creating it. But the editing part is where the self-doubt comes in. Um, so I worked w- through the creativity self-doubt, and those are those gremlins have you know um, transformed. And so the editing part is more like, oh, like should I leave this in? Should I leave this out? Um, and I have a feeling that you know using the logical mind is could be a great way but it tends to there's just like never-ending decision-making processes that are happening in um in my head as opposed to in my heart um deciding with with my heart like what what 
does the what does my audience really want to um, need to hear from me right now? Are you? Do you know who your audience is? Do you have an yeah. avatar for your audience? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's pretty could much. You, could you visualize seeing that audience person in front of you, and ask them for a, should this chapter stay here or move there? Should I move this section or delete it? Could they help you? This avatar, this imaginary ideal target audience <laughs> person. The, the visual that I got was a gingerbread man sitting on a chair, which is funny as an avatar. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that 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 could work. I don't know if they would like say anything, but yeah, I could give it a shot. Well, yeah, you could have the printout of the chapter, and mm. you could, you know, ask your avatar. You know, is there does this chap to need to move and they can give you a yes or no. Mm-hmm. You, know, you could have the pages of the chapter laid out and ask them, can you point out a section that needs the most work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you're really feeling like going down intuition land, you could have those printouts be upside down when uh-huh. you you ask the avatar and you take a you know a pen or a pencil and just kind of intuitively you know mark the pieces that need work without you having uh-huh. your rational mind understanding where they what they are Ooh. and then you turn it over and you can look at it or you could run your hand down it and to see where it feels sticky uh-huh. you know having asked your avatar to indicate that way to you That's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, you don't... Because, I mean, the logical mind is a great tool, mm-hmm. um, but the problem is it does, you know, it is it is susceptible to doubt and questioning and worrying because that's one of its skills, right? Questioning. But it can get a little out of control. <laughs> yeah. So when you... So I just want you to imagine you're editing your book and you're feeling this self-doubt about you don't know which thing is right or which is the best decision to make. And then what do you notice in your body when you're feeling this? I feel like the, there's like a constriction in my throat area. Mm-hmm. And if, what else do you notice in your body? like a stronger heartbeat. (laughs) What else do you notice? Like when I'm questioning a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's amp this up a bit, okay? Sure. You're editing your book and all your potential fans are looking through the window at what you're doing. Looking through the window? What, yes. what, what, magic, and what magic, am I doing? Magically. Magically, yeah, all looking, of them are looking. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can experience the self-doubt even more strongly. So oh, you know yeah. Um, ooh, okay, cool. Like, I'm just feeling, like, energy coming down on my shoulders. Shoulders um, are heavy or light yeah. or? Um, spiky, prickly. Okay. Like, um, sort of, like, going into my body, feeling, yeah. like, a little anxious. Um, what other emotions you said anxious what other emotions do you notice um, anxious like uh, wanting to hide uh, <laughs> retreating constrict, um, contracting just kind of want to incubate it longer, like trying to look looking for excuses to like take longer. Um, emotion wise, almost like that never ending, not good enoughness. Okay, so. Are you ready to clear this out of your life? Because I'm imagining that self-doubt is not something that just happened this month with editing the book, but it's <laughs> has popped up throughout your business and life. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've cleared out so much of it. Like I'm just like ready to clear as anything there is left. Um, All right. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question in a moment, and I, I don't need the logical answer from your memory. I just mm. need whatever comes into your mind first thing, and that would be the intuitive answer. Sure. So any second guesses you get are your logical mind trying to give the right answer. Okay. Okay. So when you think about having self-doubt and your throat is constricted and your heart's beating strong and your shoulders have spiky energy on them, you feel anxious, you want to hide, you're contracting, you're looking for excuses to get more time, and you just have this never-ending feeling uh, not good enough. What's the youngest age you had this same set of sensations and emotions? Three. And who was that with? Mum, dad, teacher, grandma. friend, grandma. Someone with curly okay. hair. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and you don't have to have a conscious memory. You can just mm -hmm. follow your intuition where you think it was. So let's make sure you're still connected to the light. So just to go up, go down, expand your heart out. You can do that in a couple of breaths. And we're doing that because we've brought up a lot of yucky emotions here, and it's easy for you to contract when thinking about them. And now visualize light coming from above and below to your three-year-old self, clearing this pattern that she created then. Something happened with her, with her grandma or whoever it was with, where she started to doubt herself. And see that pattern clearing out of her. And you've been repeating this pattern over and over since that age. Because that's what humans do with patterns. We turn them into little habits and we recreate our reality to have that experience. And let's send light from above and below to every other age that you've had self-doubt and these other sensations. 
let's see them all. When I'm clearing, I get head twitching. You might yawn or you might fart or you might need to stretch. People release energy in different ways. And let's also clear your mother's ancestor line. So everywhere your mother had self-doubt or her ancestors, let's send them light from above and below, clearing this pattern from them. You could ask your intuition how many ancestors on my mother's side had this pattern if you wanted to. Six to eight. Okay. <laughs> Six to eight. Yeah. Sure. And it doesn't, you know, it's not that, it doesn't matter how many had it, but by being conscious of the number, it helps with clearing it. Because one of the ways to clear is just to bring more awareness to whatever the issue is. Instead of hiding in self-doubt away in some part of you, we're bringing it out so we can clear it. And instead of hiding away all the ancestors who had this issue, we're making ourselves aware that, oh, it isn't just me. Because often we pick stuff up from our parents and our parents picked it up from their parents and they picked it up from their parents and just gets passed along. Mm. Yeah. You've know, you probably noticed that, that people are, often have similarities to their parents or grandparents in their characteristics, and you do too, which can be a good thing, you know. But if it's characteristics you don't want, like self-doubt, it's time to let them go. So let's clear your father's side too. How many ancestors on your father's side have this self-doubt pattern? Four. Okay, so let's see light coming from above and below, clearing it from them. And it doesn't matter if they're alive or dead. People can still hold patterns after they're dead. So this actually helps them in their ascension. And it's important you send you you imagine light coming from above and below to them and you're not just sending light from your heart to clear the pattern. I mean that second method works, but then it leaves you really tired out. Mm. So I really don't recommend you do healing by sending light from yourself much better to command the universe to send light from above and below. And let's clear any past lives where you had the same self-doubt. How many past lives did you have with self-doubt? 17. <laughs> 17 past lives. You're the expert in self-doubt. You should write a book on self-doubt. <laughs> I was like, well, I didn't even know I had past lives, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't need to know that you had them to get a number in your head mm. from your intuition. And you don't, it's not important to know what they were. I mean, you might mm -hmm. be curious and you might look into that separately. It's like if you're cleaning the kitchen because it's really dirty and there's piles of cat poop in the kitchen and stuff, do you need to know the exact history of when, you know, the, to the second <laughs> when the cat pooped in what exact location, you know, down to the millimeter. Like it was eating. Just, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, you just need to get the mop out and clean it, you know. 
I mean, it's, it might be useful sometimes to know when the cat did it and what it had eaten before it did that, right? But to relevant, yeah. It's not, it's not, but our rational mind, you know, loves to know all that stuff, right? Mm. But it, it, it's not necessary for cleaning to know what these past lives were or even mm. to understand what a past life is. You can just visualize light going from above and below into your past lives, clearing this pattern out. And let's just send light from above and below into any other dimensional aspects of yourself. And anywhere else you've hidden this self-doubt in your energy systems. Let's send light from above and below to each of your chakras, to each of your meridians, and to all the individual 60 trillion cells in your body and their DNA, where you've hidden this self-doubt pattern and to all your physical organs as well and systems so you're just totally flushing it out it's like a total spring cleaning okay so we can let that keep on clearing in the background so I'd just ask your intuition on a scale of zero to a hundred, right? Where zero is no self-doubt left and a hundred was the original amount was there. What percentage is left to clear? 40. Okay. So you can keep asking yourself that. Mm. You can repeat this exercise yourself. Mm. This is a pattern you've had for many lifetimes. Many of your ancestors had it. You've repeated it a lot. Probably your school friends had it, you know, if you have employees, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them have it. Mm. You know, and it's a very common pattern too. A lot of people have self-doubt because, um, well, first of all, because their parents have it and they kind of train it in their children, and secondly, because schools. Did, did you go to school in the states or in Hong Kong? Um, I went to international schools, so Ooh. in Hong Kong and Shanghai as well. Yeah. Wonderful. But just think of the experience in school and whether they trained the children to be confident and, and like outgoing and jumping up and down with excitement or whether they train them to question themselves and be quiet and not be their true self, you know? It was mostly competitive, like academic focused. Yeah. So did that inspire confidence or did it lead to constant self-questioning? Hmm. You know, how can I be better? How will I yeah. succeed at this test? You know, yeah. So pretty much, like, how can I be better? How I mean, I, I, I know that I know that wasn't their their aim, but it was yeah. a side effect. Mm. So you're clearing a lot of training you've had to doubt yourself, mm. to question yourself. They didn't call it self doubt; they called it, you know, improving yourself for questioning whether you could do better or whatever. Or in, and no matter how good you did, it wasn't good enough. You could always do better, right? That's pretty much it, yeah. Because yeah. there's Which, always after 100 points, there's a bonus question that you can get, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
So can you see how that would train you to be always doubting yourself? You, they didn't, you didn't think of it in those terms, but that's an, an effect. I mean, it also honed your rational mind to, to really be sharp at questioning things, right? I'm sure that was the real, their, their intention, but it had the side effect that you started questioning yourself a lot. So let's keep the useful part of that. What would it take to keep the useful part of a skilled, questioning, rational mind and let go of the self-questioning, the self-doubt, the self-worry? What would it take to keep the fluffy little cat in the kitchen but wash away the cat poop? Um, this disconnect with it is what, um, what came So up. just visualize the, this energy of self-doubt around you. What does that, mm-hmm. what color is it? Like, Where is it? It's like a donut cloud. A donut. And what color is it? It's like a gray, blue, blue, gray donut cloud. Okay, and what, any other qualities? Is it heavy, light? Um, it's opaque, but it has got like shimmers in it. But it's heavy. Okay. And is it in front of you, behind you, above like you, below you, inside around. you? It's kind of like a like a you know the swimming. Um, swimming pool donut like float thing okay so just visualize a copy of yourself in front of you Mm -hmm. with this donut around her Mm -hmm. because it's often easier to work on a copy of yourself than to Mm -hmm. to work on you know from you being inside your body Mm. and just have a look under her feet above her head behind her back see if there's anything else related to this self-doubt that you notice? Ooh, okay. It's like it's binding her feet together too, um, mm. as well as her. Wow, it just changed into like almost like a kid, not a kidnap, but like just sort of like it's actually binding her and trapping her rather than mm-hmm. circling yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's often easier to see more about, be more conscious about stuff when you have a copy of yourself and you can rotate mm-hmm. it around. What about inside? If you look in, if you zoom in, right, and look inside your body, do you notice any of it there? Or? Mm. Yeah, it's like in the organs, like like a mm. tying it tighter. Wow. Which, you know, makes sense because you've held on to this pattern for decades mm-hmm. and it's very powerful in your life. And I'm sure there's parts of you that li- would like to let go of it. Mm-hmm. But because it's so wrapped around you and tying you up, it's, it's hel- holding on strong. Because, I mean, you know, we're all spiritual beings with a human body on a planet in a time slice. Yeah, we're not humans having occasional spiritual experiences. We're powerful <laughs> spiritual beings, right? Yeah. You are God with a body, right? And how can God fool itself 
when it incarnates as a human into thinking, oh, I have self-doubt, I can't write books, you know, when really you're so powerful that mm. who are you to not write a book, yeah, mm-hmm. and for it to be successful. So you have to create this energy around you and really wrap it around everything, mm-hmm. right? So you can't get it off. It's a bit like a Houdini kind of thing. <laughs> So let's visualize this copy of yourself and mm-hmm. let's see light coming from above and below into every mm-hmm. part of you. And let's um, imagine you're kind of zooming in like you can on your, your smartphone. You're zooming in mm-hmm. on the image so you can get even more light into it. And mm-hmm. let's see this self-doubt cloud just drifting off further away from you mm-hmm. and untangling from all your organs and feet and head. What do you notice when you do that? Like everything just expands. There's like more yeah. room to breathe. Yeah. So let's thank the self-doubt for being here for all these decades with you. It, you know, it did provide some lessons and it probably was just trying to protect you. Mm. Right. Didn't want you to be hurt by other people. So it figured if it, it hurt you first, you wouldn't get hurt by other people as bad. <laughs> And it's also given you some great experiences, right? You've had some incredible low points in your life because of the self-doubt that you wouldn't have experienced without it. Mm, yeah. I mean, if you think of yourself as an infinite being, you know, if, you, if you're wherever infinite beings are, whether it's in heaven or somewhere else, you can't really experience difficulty in creating a project, right? You just think of creating it and there it would be created. And it would be like, boom, yeah. So, but maybe you wanted to have the experience of it being difficult to create stuff and you really having to be determined and have willpower and use Pomodomo methods and all the other tricks you've been using just so you could have that experience. Mm -hmm. So keep seeing it drifting further away. Is there any, if it left, have an exact scan your whole body around it, front, back, left, right, above, below inside outside is there any remnant of it anywhere yeah in the back i'm just like evaporating that as well we hide stuff in our backs yeah like right in the middle yeah so because you're looking at a copy of yourself you can rotate Mm -hmm. the copy around and look at the back you can zoom in on it Mm -hmm. send extra light there so let's do that right now is it attached to you in some way? Is there a cord yeah. attaching? How many That's, cords attach it to you? Um, that one's like one really big one. Okay, big so one. let's ask Archangel Michael to come in and help cut that with his sword of light. And how did you allow this cord to stay attached to you for so long? Let's heal where it attached to you. What, how, what's the mechanism it stayed attached I see some psychic objects in there. I'm just going to send those to the light. But what's the emotional or pattern reason you had for allowing self-doubt to stay attached? Mm. 
Is it a part of my old identity? Yeah, I, I think so. I got fear of fear of being too big, mm. fear of shining your light too much, and people wouldn't love you. Maybe your mother wouldn't love you if you were too uh, happy and joyful and running around. Mm. And the other kids might not like you if you were too clever, too mm. too full of yourself. Certainly, the teachers might not like you. <laughs> Yeah, like one of the things that came up with, yeah, there was one time I like completely was like super ecstatic um, in front of my dad's colleagues and he was just like, stop it. Like, because I was like screaming and jumping up and down as a kid. So maybe that that's what came up when you said too big, too happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Because other fun. people might get uncomfortable because they've stuffed their own excitement and joy down. And there you were, full of life and joy and light. And they just felt uncomfortable. So your dad asked you to stop. He, he was feeling embarrassed or something. <laughs> yeah, he thought it was... Uh, so... It was, yeah. So let's just check in. What does your intuition say? If you say, what's the number between zero and 100 on a stat? What percentage of my self-doubt is left? What number do you get? Uh, 20. Great. That's wonderful. So you've gone Mm -hmm. from 100 down to 20 in just 40 minutes. That's amazing. So you can keep playing with this. There may be other places Mm -hmm. that that doubt is attached or maybe in you it can also you know just unwind on its own now you've brought so much consciousness to it Mm. and um, you know as always with energy work i'd recommend you drink plenty of water you get some rest maybe you move your body around if you're able if yeah if there's a park nearby you could get to great to be in nature i know hong kong's a bit of a big city so (laughs) yeah but i know there are places you can go there Um, if if it if it resonates to take a shower or a bath, you could do that. Water is very healing, mm-hmm. but certainly don't run around doing things straight away. Okay. And then the other thing is just notice what has changed. Okay, when you start working on the book, when you look for people to help you, just notice what is different. Instead of focusing on what was what's the same. Mm. notice what is different and that helps you stabilize this new reality you have where you're self-confident very interesting yeah so i'll look forward to seeing your book and its great success thank you i'd love you to leave feedback in the facebook group on mm-hmm. what you've noticed. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for being part of this case study. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Like I, I really, um, I definitely feel different um, from when we started. Just a lot lighter and just um, a lot more energetic um, in general. And I think it also like really just 
such a cool experience to connect to intuition because the answers are just like, I don't know where the answer is coming from. There you just come. So that was really interesting. Thank you. Get strategies and show notes at intuitiveleadershipmastery.com. What would it take to see you here next time on the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast?